Good morning. I am back uh, 10 minutes into the morning in this almost high noon, which is probably lunchtime for some if you are on your grind. I want to come back on and talk about my notes from the Panama City Commission meeting that just went down um, this past Tuesday morning. And the reason I want to talk about this is I'm going to do some pauses in here to give you my thoughts on things and let you know what happens at the local level and what I I'm experiencing and how I'm feeling as a resident. You may be experiencing some of these same things, or you may be someone who lives here and don't get a chance to attend the commission meetings. Well, I got you. And um, I go ahead and get started. They went over the special meeting minutes. They had to have one or two special meetings over the last couple of weeks and I'll get to why and July 31st was a special meeting because the city manager was resigning only to be moved to the superintendents of Bay District Schools the next day so he had to officially resign so they had to have a special meeting for that with the mayor's report uh, he was really uh, wanting to talk about the streetscape project that's going on downtown all that nice construction that has the streets tore up yeah that and um he went over um some house cleaning like i said you have a new incoming mayor uh coming in and um he wants he wanted to talk about how the uh, county does uh business and do a modification of robert's rules if you sit in those types of meetings you're familiar with robert's rules and he just wanted to do a, a modification there is a uh, vacancy on the downtown improvement uh, board if you want to check into that and um, some community announcements there's going to be a movie a movie on the lawn down between harrison's and um, hotel indigo down on the marina and um, the quality of life is having two free youth events. Both of those are probably on the website. I didn't know them, know what they were. Now about the streetscape project, the project that has everything jacked up, majority of downtown street sidewalks and everything is just a hot freaking mess. 30 businesses have given the mayor a petition because when you get past fourth street it's bad it is it, bad probably last month or either the month before i took the trolley down by the top by the by the towers excuse me and that wasn't accessible for a while but see they was trying to clear out and get prepared for the fourth so yeah i was probably down there right before the week before the fourth of july or within days and that was open for the trolleys to get through but the actual Harrison is tore up. So about 30 business owners gave the mayor a petition. And the project was supposed to have been completed within 330 days. You do the math. 30 days in a month. You do the math. It has now been over 700 days. The mayor is very concerned with Christmas coming. How's that going to affect some people want to shop? You know, you have small business Saturday right after Black Friday and it's almost impossible. I could barely walk to where I needed to. I did take care of my business, which was a block up, but I was going to walk up even further and it was just too much of a mess. 
he wants to know what could be done about Royal American, who I guess is doing this. And he thought about pausing. I think they're trying to put in a roundabout, which my thing is this. The people don't follow the roundabout. If you've gone 19th Street to Walmart and State Avenue, they don't know what to do and how to yield. And now you're talking about people... Uh, tourists that could be in town to stay in downtown at the hotel. This is not a good look, but the mayor thought about, we just paused the project. So that was met with opposition. And um, he was talking about maybe, you know, just clean it up a little bit. You're going to have the Christmas parade. Well, excuse me, the veterans parade, the Christmas parade. And as they get closer to the uh, holidays, it's going to pick up downtown. It always does. And then you have the fall. People want to go to the bars and whatnot. Commissioner Halligan, General Halligan, said that the petition, also um, other factors play into that. She addressed the petition. And the completion date is supposed to be October. She said that they've also worked with the businesses to put up new banners that the... Um, business that your business is open and somebody said that these are just temporary fixes commissioner street josh street said that they've been um saving money by taking something about the soil sales out and the mayor was basically saying this is about making that area more accessible like i said you have some businesses down there your parking is jacked up and then your foot traffic is jacked up it's not a good look and the commissioners commissioner granger agreed that it's taking way too long but he said that a pause would definitely hurt it they're wanting to put something in going forward with contracts if you're doing um anything big like that they want 24-7 work going on on it or they'll lose and something was very interesting i want you to pay attention if you're uh involved or pay attention to your city government with this not a lot of contractors are competing for this project i could tell you why because here has the reputation of only the good old boys pass along jobs and bids to their friends they say it's very hard to do business here within the city i've always heard that and i'm beginning to believe that so all of a sudden it's limited uh contractors and um commissioner street josh street said that he's had some businesses reach out to him and that um project 20 2021 the project started in 2021 and has had some challenge and again they've pulled oh excuse me i'm sorry Jonathan Hayes from Public Works said that this project started in 2021. It's had some challenges and they've pulled out something about the soil sales and only one contractor bid it. Back to what I just told you guys. Harrison's is also the restaurant, which is down there on the marina, is also complaining that it's difficulty getting to them. You can't come straight down Harrison, ironically, to get to Harrison's. And everybody's not familiar. It's another way to get there off of Beach Drive. You got to go around the valley and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. And that's just not cool when you're talking about tourists and, and visitors. You know, you want to sit up here. They have to pass destination Panama 
uh, destination PC to get there and you're having to do all this. So Commissioner Halligas wants to have a word because she's talking about the revenue and Harrison says done well. But still, it doesn't matter that they've done well. They're seeing that this difficulty and all of this construction and crap is going on where they are. You know, they're lucky to even be on the marina because the marina is still not back like those of us who live here, like how we want it. Audience participation, and I'm not going to tell the resident's name because you have to state your name and your uh, address for the record. I'm not going to do that. But a resident who lived in the towers wanted to talk about since the, since the commission meet twice a month, she was saying that one of the meetings should be an evening meeting. And I agree with that. The working people can never, the meetings right now are eight o'clock Tuesday morning. And I'm going to tell you, even with me not working, that is a push to get up, get there and be in there. And they start on time. They, st they start on time. Problem is what used to be a three hour tour is now they're going four hours, very long, intense meeting because the public has a lot to say. And I got a feeling they're going to amend some, you're not going to be able to comment on every line item. She also talked about something about a health uh, bill of rights. I didn't really understand that, but she saw that somewhere and she bought that. Then a um, citizen talked about the importance of gospel uh, music here and gospel quartets. And they want to do a gospel hall of fame and put some plaques up at the Glenwood Community Center. So he asked permission to be able to do that. A um, a man who lived in one of the homes that was leased to him by Michael Johnson. If you don't know who Michael Johnson is, Michael Johnson was the city employee, I think the CRA director, who bezeled $1 million from the city and is presently in jail. So he had some properties. And it's people who was in those properties, mainly uh, rental uh, properties. So a man who was in one of those um, homes is trying to, trying to have somewhere to stay. Because really, and this is what was addressed at a commission meeting about a month or two ago, they're trying to push the people to buy or basically to get out. And citizens fought for the people to be able to stay in there because they didn't ask. They didn't know that Mr. Johnson was doing all of this. They didn't have anything to do with it. And the city is trying to rush to put those properties up to auction because they want to recoup uh, the monies from that because they think that he, he got those properties with ill-gotten gains. So this particular individual would like to purchase. He said that a letter was supposed to have been mailed out. He got it on the 12th and it's something something that needs to be done on the 14th, but he didn't get the letter until the 12th. He also said that it is not in condition to be insured. And they used a banker's name down there when he went to go see the woman. She said the banker, she doesn't know why her name was attached to any of this. And he was just saying that he is not getting any help from the city. No rent to own option. And he really was pleading. So you're going to hear me run through this because the way they do it is they let the um, citizens ask their questions and then they come with answers. You also had a resident talked about how the city is over budget. Everything, every project is always over budget. He discussed Chapman Park. 
he talked about how we over here in my community had to hound them for Woodsfield, which just reopened. Um, the Glenwood Wreck, which is still not rebuilt. We're going on close to five years. October will be um, five years since Hurricane Michael when the wreck was destroyed and we still don't have the recreation center um, built. He says, stop blaming FEMA. Every time you talk to them, oh, it's FEMA. Oh, FEMA didn't reverse. Oh, it was FEMA. FEMA, FEMA, FEMA. And he was like, "We're we, it's time out. It's, it, it, it's time out. And we are the least the and the last to be left behind. And the mayor is saying that they're doing the best that they can. But all of this isn't on him because he is a new incoming mayor. A resident talked about too many city vehicles being in other cities. And he was saying that taxpayers, we're paying for the gas, the maintenance, the wear and tear, the tires. We, we, as taxpayers, we're paying all that. Why is it so many city vehicles being in other cities? He also talked about a city vehicle, a tractor who was parked um, near his property for one week. And he wants to know why. A citizen talked about 13th Street is up by Bay High School. The campus is sprawling and they used to have a gate, which they would close at a certain time to be able to let the school students cross. Well, now they say the, the gate stays closed all the time, stays closed all the time. You also have that school that's in a residential area. So people need access to that road. So the, um, Resident was talking about could another road uh, be open or traffic be diverted to try to help people get to the other main streets that they're trying to to access. And he said that we can justify delay for anything. He talked about how the county took over one of the parks and to stop looking for temporary solutions. Another um, resident talked about... Uh, one of the commissioners had filed a motion for a full city audits on all departments. After this debacle with Mr. Johnson, they wanted um, forensic audits. She also inquired about the Citizens Participation Committee, which is supposed to be involved with the resumes that are coming in for the city manager um, position that was just vacated by, now, by our now um, superintendent of the school system. And... She talked about Joe Moody Park, that the kids in her neighborhood don't have anywhere to play, nowhere to go except for in the street. Okay, back to the man about the rental property. Uh, he made a counter offer that was considered, and they sent this on to Doug Moore of the Panhandle Group. I'm gonna tell you why I have a problem with that. If I'm if I'm right which I think I am, Doug Moore is a county commissioner. This is what I'm talking about. Why does it have to go to this particular person? This is the city that's going to do business with a county commission involved in this. I don't like it. Somebody named Nevin talked about there were no leases with that property. Uh, the lease, excuse me, were month to month. The guy was also saying that they lost their deposit in this. They won't even give them money for that. They're saying, the city is saying, we don't know anything about a deposit. Wish to move in anywhere, most likely, unless you know the owner, you're going to have to pay a deposit. And if the people show proof, would you give them some money? Probably not. They talked about the letter sent out. 
and only two leases have been signed. If you do the opportunity to purchase, you're going to have to buy the property as is. And I already told you that you can't get it insured. And the second letter uh, that was sent, they're saying to this gentleman, he was pre-qualified. The auction is this month and they're hell bent on going forth. Citizens tried to get that auction pushed back. Citizens begged them not to do this and they're going forward with exactly what they was asked not to do. And they, we knew people was going to get screwed over. A commissioner raised the issue about where is the compassion in all this? It's, it is no compassion. You have a person that's saying, hey, I'm willing to go ahead and buy this property, you know, purchase this property. And you're putting him through all kind of hurdles. And she said, it's not their fault. And like I said, this is all about the city trying to recruit. They uh, recruit uh, his 300, the man who stole upwards of a million dollars, uh, his 300 thousand dollar pension with the city they've recouped his homes his vehicles these rental properties in fact i think they have the million dollars back what more else do you need one commissioner is really concerned about the condition of these houses and the interest rate and the auction closes april um excuse me april august 22nd the city is really encouraging that you sign the lease because they're offering the six, uh, at least a six months lease. And they talked about the government process. And again, that name, Doug Moore, the Panhandle Group, came came up again. They're talking about hand delivering the letters. Um, one, of, A couple of the commissioners have volunteered to go door to door and talk to these people face to face and really get a feel for what's going on. This should have been done. It's 11 properties and one of the commission uh tried to ease the uh man's mind by saying that they're going to make this well one of the commissioners are open to nightly meetings he was just saying that uh they will really have to have some constraints so they won't be going on he's uh doesn't have any opposition to the plaques at glenwood uh community center Somebody asked, what is the city's priorities? He said that the parks and something that is happening uh, going into September, the forensic audit has been done for the CRA. So it's not uh, all departments. And the yearly audit has not been completed. The city manager uh, application process has just closed. And they have 30 days to go through the application and there will not be an advisory committee until that's done. Um, another one agreed to the night meeting, not sure about the bill of rights was, uh, okay with the hall of fame request. We'll check into the use of the city vehicles and the traffic situation, um, involving the high school. And that Jody, Joe Moody Park should be at least accessible, if not completely finished, at least accessible. Um, they want somebody to look into. I think they've tried night meetings before, and they want to look at what the stats was and whatnot about that. And again, they said that it would definitely have to be um, constrained constraints on, on some things to keep it tight and to get out of there at a reasonable time. One commissioner suggested that they should go on a trial period. Just try it out and see uh, what happens. And 
he was okay with the Glenwood Hall of Fame. They want to take a look at 12th. And then we got to the fire assessments. This man I do not like, even though he is employed by the city. He just gives me a vibe of sneaky and just cannot be trusted. Um, and that is Mr. Uh, Larson. A resident said that they're against the fire tax and they want to know how much are the consultants getting paid, who is actually paying, and that uh, there are some loopholes in this. Mr. Uh, a resident uh, said, how do you come up with the amount? And it's a tax and that churches should be exempt, but they're not. He also named out a huge church here, First Baptist. People want to know, are, are, are they paying since you want to come with this? And you had a pastor in there who said that he was against this when it first came up because he thought the timing was wrong. Then they um, inquired about, okay, suppose you have a church with several lots. Can you pretty much combine it and not have to pay each lot? Mr. Larson is getting paid 30000 a year. He claims that there is no loopholes and that everybody is evaluated. All government properties are thrown out. Why the churches? Because he said that they pay utilities, etc., and that this is for the constant availability of you to have services. And it helps for insurance. And he said that if the churches want to be exempt, the city can do it, but they have to pull it from the um, general fund. And he, of course, he wouldn't suggest it. He never suggests suggests anything like that. One of the uh, council people wanted to understand for uh, clarification about lot consolidation. He said they could, and that is charged per parcel. And they can put together if the lots are together. So you want them adjacent. Again, one of the commissioners addressed about some businesses have found loopholes and they want to go with um, 1.2 million to cut, but not raise the millage and to concentrate on doing this this year. Uh, One commissioner said flat out he wanted to do away with this. And he was saying um, 2024, 2025, maybe that's what they'll do and that they're doing a scalpel approach versus um, an axe. The assessment uh, coordinator works with this. The mayor has not forgotten that this is what he ran on to get rid of this. So he's trying really hard from what I see to get rid of this because he did campaign um, on that. And... What's tricky is that it helps the fire people continuous readiness. He also talked about um, he the mayor found out that sixty percent of the calls are not fire but medical issues, and he was saying if we could cut that, could that bring in three mil, and could it be done? Um, they also talked about the homestead of, uh, exemption because in one of the other meetings, they wanted the vets to be able to be exempt from this, and they don't want to give it to them. Mr. Lawson is saying that the vets do have an exemption, and that's through your homestead, and it's not a tax. It's a special assessment. Every dollar revenue 
if you pull it, it's going to be less than the fun. And if you cut in one place, it's going to bulge in another. That was his thoughts. And uh, they can revisit it every year with a study and use another methodology instead of the cause. Equity by diversity. And fire assessment is a re a revenue source. The city of Ocala is an example of what not to do. One of the commissioners moved to reduce. The mayor uh, questioned about could it be smaller trucks to respond to medical calls and not the big fire trucks. One of the commissioners told the mayor that he would have to um, speak to the fire chief. And this ended up in a vote of four to one with the mayor in total opposition of it. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to have to do a part two, if not a part three to this. And I'll pick this up later. But I just want to show you of what happens in city government. Your city may be like mine. And you can see some problematic things in there. There are some problematic things in there. And it's just... You shake your head. You shake your head. I watch the uh, meetings. They stream them live, and I watch them a lot of times from home. Sometimes I've been in the room, and I think that everybody, when you can or when you have an opportunity, you need to hear this ish for yourself. It's, it's not the same hearing it on the news. You need to see how things are pushed through, how they walk it through, and you need to hear some things that will resonate, and it will make a whole lot of sense, or it may not make any sense. So again, that was the notes from the Panama City Commission meeting. I will be back on with the part two either later today or either possibly tomorrow. I will get it out as soon as possible. And I will always keep you in the know. To the next time. Peace.